0: Speed, yeah. Just okay. Do some pre-roll.
1: Yeah. Well, of course. You know, well, the world didn't end. The Cubs are going to World Series, and the world hasn't <laughs> ended. But we have so many
0: other choices, George. I am Eric Totoropatu. I'm George Westward, and this is our new podcast, Zero Days Since, where we consecutively fail to not talk about everything to the absolute peak of nerdiness and geekiness and tangential randomness. Yes. Um, and today we're talking about... This is Zero Days Since a New Podcast, or... My Favorite Podcast. That's right. Um, so, in, in general, and since this is, this is our official pilot, um, we have a lost episode... But you're, <laughs> we you're, won't talk about that because it's just too
1: <laughs> too <laughs> infuriating subject matter. But. Before,
0: but We're not going to talk about the content of it, but we will talk about that if we make it to the milestone of like 10 episodes, then we're going to try and fish those files out of our podcasting minds, you know, and bring it out of the Ark of the Covenant and... and Release it. Yeah. Um, and Many Boffin st- spies died. Many Boffins died. Many, many faces will be melted. Well, and many canaries died in that coal mine. Yes. Many Boffin canaries died in, in that coal, coal mine. mine. Picking up to, yeah. to extract uh, those files. But uh, as, as our official pilot, uh, what we did in this episode, and I want to warn you all in advance, if it wasn't made clear from the base concept of our episode, that If you're the kind of person who gets uh, irritated by the recurring segments and filler tangential conversations and podcasts, you might want to bail on our podcast now because that's basically the entire concept. Well, don't bail. Just download us and don't listen to it. That's what I do. Download and review and review. review us on iTunes, which we're not on yet. No, but we will be because apparently that's the thing that helps. Apparently that's how you get a podcast out. Yeah, and then, you know, <laughs> like Blue Apron and Me on and Squarespace come knocking on your door and being like all the money, all Same the money. copy. <laughs> Same uh, copy, all the money. You know, insert personal story here. Yeah. And now this actually isn't tangentially off topic yet. Yeah. Be- well, no, no, it's not because <laughs> our first podcast episode is about podcast. It's about podcasts. Um what was your first podcast
1: that you listened to?
0: Oh, fuck. I don't know.
1: Um, I mean, I go back to the Ricky Gervais Show podcast, which was like early, early days. It was like 2007.
0: If right. we're being like fully honest, probably the oldest podcast I listened to is technically This American Life. Because that's the first. Right. Well, well that's. But... Yes, it's a radio show, and I've been listening to it since it was a radio show. However, it is the first thing I started listening to as a podcast. Okay. That's a fair, fair point. I think I
1: did the same thing when I first came to college, thinking I would be very uh, erudite and clever and listening to This American Life on the regular. I invariably fell off the wagon because I just... It was like, oh, I'll listen to it later, and then I Dude, did. I love This American Life. I This do American too. Life is good business. I do, business. too, but sometimes I, I, I just can't e- do it all in one sitting.
0: In early episodes, you have Sarah Val on there. I know. Voice of Violet Parr. I, you know, well, and in, I love her the books, Incredibles. too, like Cloudy Day, Day Patriot. And she, always, she has great audiobooks. Yeah. She and Max Brooks own the audiobook game because they have a history in radio and voice acting, mm-hmm. respectively. So they do full productions yeah. for their... Audiobooks, which is always great. Right. Like, uh, John Oliver makes a hell of a Puritan. And, uh, oh, which one is that? That's, uh, the, the one about the, it's, it's, it's like about the Puritans and the pilgrims <laughs> coming. Why am I blanking on the name? Um, I can't, is that a Sarah Val one? Yeah, that's a Sarah Val okay. one. Um, <laughs> cause I'm like, I
1: don't think there were any Puritans in world war Z. <laughs> no, no, that's in the zombie survival guide. Okay. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> He's very puritanical zombie
0: survivalist. Yeah. Very Spartan in his... <laughs> really, it's just a metaphor for the witch trials. Yeah. But um, uh, but what and, we
1: decided to do for this was to talk about... Uh, we gave each other our uh,
0: podcast our, recommendations. Yeah, our, our current like favorite, our newest favorite podcast that the other is not listening to. And said, you're going to go and listen to this, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about them. And depending on how that talk goes, it's either going to become, you know, a a like <laughs> joyous conversation of what's great about our podcast taste or a drag out debate that that will end our friendship yeah. for 10 years until gone the, until the next episode. Yeah. You know, 10 years gone until 90 minutes on and then it's Yeah. It's, uh, it's and then it's like um the Looney Tunes with the uh, Ralph and Sam, right? The sheepdog yeah. and the wolf which is just Wily Coyote with a palette swap. Yeah. Yeah. What I always loved about those is the concept that they're just on the clock employees at the same place. It's nothing personal. It's just. (laughs) Which actually fits to a certain degree the recurring concept in Looney Tunes in particular of the actor trope. Yeah. You know. They're all actors. We're we're all actors. Or
1: vaudevillian actors on a vaudeville set.
0: Leading to some very, very brilliantly dumb jokes like is there a doctor in the house i'm a doctor what's up doc (laughs) (laughs) and a joke and end of it um
1: so eric recommended eric recommended to me that i listen to uh my favorite murderer murderer murder my favorite murderer uh and uh with
0: Karen Kilgar, Karen Kilgar Georgia and, and Georgia Heart start. Heart start. Yeah. Together they are Killhard. Yes, Killhard. Yeah. <laughs> um and I I I dig the hell out of that show. Yeah. I I am most certainly a murderino. What I love about it is they are just hilarious people. Um yes, clearly. and and they remind me a lot of some of my friends like my friend Maya, my friend uh Erica, my friend Erica writes for uh bus magazine and uh, just like uh, uh just several of my friends like you know this is this is how they would just settle in and talk about murder with Something a great with a morbid fascination you know a great uh feminist comedian bent into it um yeah and uh just also, I think they're the kings of reactions, <laughs> or yeah, I'm gonna go with kings. You know, I was gonna gender swap it to queens, no. but no, they they are the they kings. Rule. They are the emperors, <laughs> the the the, the, the grand holy space popes of or the czars. Yeah, that's uh, space popes, synonymous. <laughs> <laughs> Czar is just Russian for space pope. Oh yes, mm. right, yeah, not for I'm, Caesar. <laughs> I missed that in my in my not, history not class. Okay. Uh, my favorite murder is currently blowing up. It's it's very huge. It's been uh sh- you know like uh, trending uh, at the top of the charts, getting a lot of followers very quickly. They started what a year ago. Uh, less, less. They started this year. Gotcha. Um and. Uh, so, like, I'm waiting for the Bell House tickets for here in, in uh, Brooklyn, in New York, to be announced for their live show to try and buy one, but they're going to disappear like that, you know, they're going to be gone. Um, I've done a couple of drawings, like, on my computer and my, my phone, you know, um, just fan drawings and, and stuff, because I dig it. It's a great show. But uh, you know it's part of the uh, feral audio family of podcasts, which, as far as podcasts go, it's good. It's got some uh, other stuff I haven't listened to uh, to we well, in particular, the one I'm most aware of is we watch wrestling, which is uh, co-hosted by Vince, whose last name I forget, who is um, who is uh, Georgia's husband, right? And they got married this year at some point because that comes up in one of the episodes, although I'm not sure if you've listened that far yet. But um, they there are frequent passing references to each other in the mm-hmm. different podcasts because of that. But uh, Feral Audio is established, but it's not like a dominant cultural force as a podcast brand. And that's my perfectly, like, just seamless, unnoticeable segue into the podcast you recommended to me, which is um, Talk Salad and Scrambled Eggs with... re Reexamined. Frasier Reconsidered. Reconsidered. Frasier Reconsidered with um, Matt Mira and... Myra. Myra? Is it Myra? Myra. Matt Myra. Well, that's, that's a milestone. <laughs> that's a hell of a milestone, George. We just reached our first name mispronunciation there we go i'm sure it'll happen more congrats sir we we (laughs) we are now
1: legit well it's because they always make fun of that in the podcast
0: well every (laughs) podcast does this because every podcast is run by humans and of course if they were run by computer synth voices they would do it more yeah but so it's matt myra and kevin Kevin smith Smith. who has are you sure it's not Smythe it could
1: be Smythe. Yeah, but uh But he has <laughs> but he has a whole network of podcasts. Smodcast, Smod- which is Smodco.
0: probably one of the uh most out there and and prevalent yeah, podcast they have, brands. They
1: have like over I think over two dozen podcasts that they Yeah,
0: do. Um, Fat Man on Batman, which is really Fat Man on whatever thing usually superhero-related we want to be talking about now. Yeah. Um, J- Jay and sound Bob get old, which is just right. them going around and talking with Jason News. Now, consummate comic book geek that he is, do you think Kevin Smith is aware that there is a character like a side character, a background character um, homage to him in uh, the new and excellent Ms. Marvel comic with Kamala Khan. Because, well, it takes place in Jersey City. Of course. And it's the frequent basis of jokes as, you know, it's just across the river from all the major shit in Marvel going down in New York. Right. And consummately forgotten about. So, because you know, in the, the, the archetypal, iconic New Jersey storyline um, from the New Jersey perspective. So, uh, so they're just referencing everything from Bon Jovi to Bruce Springsteen.
1: Yeah. And, you
0: know, Skewniverse, Viewer Universe is going to come in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what they reference is that. He's uh, like, I
1: did it first, Marvel. You had your cinematic
0: universe. I had mine. I don't think we're gonna get into universe talk because that is a topic of prevalence in um all of kevin smith's like uh shows and context because he's a comic book guy yeah um but uh it's actually of amazing prevalence in uh talk salad and scrambled eggs um the universe of cheer the just all shared universe concepts Uh, But we'll get into that. But still, I want to finish this thought on uh, Ms. Marvel, right? Uh, So one of the main characters, Bruno, um, works at a uh, convenience store, like a corner store, Mm -hmm. to, uh, to pay his bills and stuff, right? And the guy who works alternate shifts from him, who is an entirely silent character, often in the background, doing stuff... But the, like he'll throw the keys to him and mention that he's on the alternate shift all the time. He's, you know this heavyset guy, often in shir- shirts, bit of a beard. Like not that much of a lookalike, but anyways, the Be- character's name is a baseball cap. Uh, no, nah, no, nah, I <laughs> maybe. Um, but uh, anyways, the character's name is Chatty Bob. Chatty Bob. Yeah. Oh, you know what? We're gonna pause. We're gonna pause because we're we're planning ahead. We're thinking with our heads, <laughs> and we're actually going to put in. Commercial break stops.
1: So we'll come back right after these messages from our sponsors. Damn right. Provided we have any. And we're back.
0: Yeah, and follow us on the Patreon we don't have yet.
1: (laughs) Or the Facebook page we don't have yet.
0: Oh, Facebook page will be easy.
1: And we're talking about
0: the uh, the podcast that we recommended to each other to listen to. Right, so... And, uh, to finish off what we were going on is, uh, the one that George recommended to me, uh, Talk Salad and Scrambled Eggs, subtitle Frasier Reconsidered, reconsidered. uh, is basically, um, Bat Myra, got it now, and Kevin Smith talking about and creating commentaries for various episodes. Every episode of Frasier. Various episodes so far. Every episode in in premise, in yes. theory, in theory of of uh, they want their the sitcom they're,
1: Frasier. They are not skipping any episodes of the show. They are doing
0: every episode of Frasier. Typically, two per episode, although there are some exceptions, like the pilot, where they do zero episodes because they just kid off on tangents and, and talking um,
1: about uh, whatever's interesting. to Well, them I, I mean,
0: time. look, I I mean. Kevin Smith is essentially old man podcast at this point. Like, you you know, like how Wolverine becomes old man Logan. He is old man podcast out there. uh, No longer able to really make sense on his own. But with podcasts, (laughs) he can rule the post-apocalyptic landscape of new media. Yeah, that trailer just dropped too. And I, I just, I'm just so confused
1: by it. It looks like it's a good trailer, but I'm confused because, like everything
0: in the X-Men film franchise, time is totally (laughs) messed up. I do like um, Andre the Black Nerd of Black Nerd Comedy on YouTube's comment, though, on the international trailer moment of... uh, The Red Band trailer? Yeah, yeah, of, of Wolverine just fucking spearing a guy's head through. It's like, oh, gave him a Bart Simpson. Just... Straight up there. And then he's got the pointy Jagged bits on the top. Exactly. Well, That's, it's
1: it's it's crazy because it's like, there's been 10 films with Wolverine. And this one looks like it's going to be the first one they're going to get right. And then it's going to be the last one. <laughs> hey. It's good to finish up on. Yeah, finish so, strong. Well, my, my favorite murderer... My favorite murder, not murder. murderer... Stay sexy and get the name right. Exactly. I mean they're not, saying, they're, don't not get they're, murdered. they're not just sitting around going, Oh, Charles Manson. No. They're they're talking about the actual murders that fascinate
0: and both simultaneously fascinate and horrify. Uh and to I, a certain I, think, extent. I think that's an important point about my favorite murder and intent they make, which I like yeah. from a true crime angle, although they're the first to say we are a comedy podcast first and we're a comedy podcast for a reason. Because uh, they kind of joyously throw in-depth research and fact-checking to the wind. Yeah. Um. But- Something I can relate to. It's about the murders, not the murderers. It's about the murders first in My Favorite Murder, and I like that. mm mm-hmm. um, Because one thing they try to do whenever possible is focus on stories where they can also tell a lot about the people who like, broke the crime and the victims. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, yeah. So I mean, I've only listened to uh, the three,
1: two and a half, three episodes. Yeah, three episodes. I did three full. There's first three episodes. I figured start, might as well start at the beginning with these guys.
0: Yeah, um, we we did
1: both start from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fortunately, these podcasts they they haven't been going terribly long yet. So no,
0: I think uh, they, Talk both, Salad
1: is just about a year and a half old. Yeah, yeah, just about that. And my and, favorite murders uh, of this year. Yeah, they they have like thirty or forty. Something yeah, episodes yeah, they something just like hit thirty eight. Yeah, I mean, I I enjoy them. I, I as far as like hosts of the show, and they're very very funny. Of course, their t- the things that they're talking about is also just stuff that uh, I I don't dwell on very much. Because some of that stuff just makes me very uncomfortable or very uh, just depressed. Yeah, a lot of the I mean, just the subject matter, the way they present it is not what's depressing me. It's the, the crime itself. Right, right. And which is, I think, is part of what makes me pass the, you know, the test of whether or not
0: I'm human. Or... right, and and, <laughs> and they they kind of point out frequently that a big part of their concept and their fascination with this kind of story and I, and I relate to this um is that it's it's that they're like anxious neurotic people, yeah, who worry about every possible scenario you, you know that there's I forget which episode they mentioned it in, but that kind of notion of uh, Locking their doors well locking their doors But also that idea that anytime somebody you really care about is like a minute late or doesn't answer a text You know you don't think first Oh, do they hate me now or your first thought is is, something happened to them did they die? Did they get hit by a car? Have they been kidnapped by a murderer? You know some part of your brains like I'm gonna text you until you're all right. I'm going to come (laughs) save you um but uh, yeah, and and you know that that kind of like nervous overthinking of of the world and kind right. of learning a lot about it is a way to neurotic uh, kind of. Uh, well, it's it's also it's a way to manage it, yeah. in a way and, and uh, conquered. And you often discover like good parts mm-hmm. uh, of of life too, and also just you know humor. Uh, I did see <laughs> yeah, they do they. I do feel like they are not flippant about it. It's,
1: it's, I feel like the way they're hosting it is you, you do, their humanity does come through oh, yeah. in that regard. And it's, they do make it entertaining. Also, I know that Georgia
0: likes cats. Yes. <laughs> um, and have you gotten to the point where Elvis becomes the third regular cast member? You no. Know, I went in the first three. And, and they don't have the tag yet. No. Well, they Dang. just have the song uh, at the mer- at the beginning. At the beginning. But the the end tag ends up being with Elvis. I, I thought it started that early in no, the show. No. Well, you'll see. You'll yeah. see what happens when Elvis wants a cookie. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it, but I'm gonna spoil it. He, he meows. Murdered. Okay. What the fuck is wrong
1: with you? It's my man. favorite murderer. I think. They don't murder Georgia's cat. <laughs> oh, the cat's name's Elvis. I thought yeah. you were just saying like just randomly an Elvis impersonator shows no. up or an Elvis Costello.
0: Elvis is a Siamese cat. I didn't know that was the I'm name allergic of cat. to cats, but I'm sure he's great. I'm sure he is too. He's been well, trained maybe. enough to react to being asked <laughs> if he wants a cookie.
1: Oh well, if that's what you're talking about, yes, I think they did start that. Okay. I am redeemed. Yes. I just didn't realize the cat's name was Elvis. They say, Elvis, do you want a cookie? I, (laughs) okay. I mean, I, that just kind of, but when you said Elvis, I'm thinking rhinestone (laughs) cowboy. Tell me more about this guy. I haven't (laughs)
0: heard of him before. Well, apparently he's not dead. Um, oh, the alien singer! Yeah, right. He just went home, according to Tommy Lee Jones and uh, Men. In, in that Black. documentary, Men in Black. Yeah. Um. But so, sorry. <laughs> Go on. My favorite murder. What did you think? Uh, dish, sir, dish. I'll give it a. I'll.
1: I'll. I'm not sure it's something that I can listen to regularly because the just because the subject matter is. I mean nothing against them it's against the people who commit these crimes so it's just those things are really just bring me down and depress me to no end so I I don't like to to dwell on that or listen to that stuff and you know they were saying if you have something in your hometown and I'm like I don't and then I remembered that I do I do have something a story from my hometown <laughs> oh Yes, I think you do. I do. Let's and go into
0: that yeah. on our podcast. On our podcast. And also just completely defeat your whole concept by making you tell a personal well, experience story. A, <laughs> yeah, well,
1: yeah, It's it was because um, this happened like after I had left college
0: uh, do you want to say what your hometown is you don't have to although people are going to be able to track it down pretty, pretty easily. easily because we're not anonymous at our podcast
1: no. yeah well no because i'm i'm born raised in seattle washington uh you know where Fraser's from and uh <laughs> all ties together <laughs> all ties the, the web habit. is
0: coming through and then we end, learn at the end that we Eddie, a- the dog, the the first one, Moose, is the true Zodiac killer. But go on. That is true. I mean, no one would suspect. And dog. also Ted Cruz, because
1: it's all connected. It's all connected. I mean, the Kennedy assassination as well. Yep. <laughs> different different crews. Eddie's father did it. <laughs> yes. The dog. Indeed. Again. No, but so I well, I used to work for my at my dad, uh, my dad's work. He was a wholesale florist, and the guy. Uh, Who ran uh, the bouquet department? Uh, He he basically uh, turns out this guy was wanted for murder in Mexico, and I'm not sure I've heard this part of the story. Well, so the so the thing was is that when I was in high school, my brother worked Uh there too. Uh, So there was a shooting at a party. That this guy was at, and he got shot in the leg.
0: Okay. And
1: um, so, and my brother was supposed to go to that party. He wasn't actually at the party. So, thankfully, your for brother's that. older. Right? My older brother. Yeah. So he.
0: Your youngest.
1: He, I'm the middle child. Middle child. Your sister. Right. And so uh, the. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm blanking on a lot of the lot of the details, but there. <laughs> essentially what I gathered is that there was some kind of feud going between a couple of these families mm-hmm. and this guy was part of that and uh, some of those some there was a couple of kids who uh, these Hispanic kids who who worked for my dad's company as well they were in the the bouquet department and then one day they just didn't show up they just didn't show up for work and they found them a couple... Uh, days later at like a nursery for a florist nursery shot in the back of the head execution style. Fuck. And it was this guy who I worked with at my dad's work. Uh, yeah. So he got, he was arrested for the double murder and he was, he was convicted and put put away.
0: But yeah, that, that's the only thing <sighs> that, that. <laughs> Okay, but you start the story by saying that he's wanted for murder in Mexico. Well, it turns out he was wanted for murder in Mexico. We didn't know that.
1: Yes. Supposedly. This is what I... I'm not sure how
0: verifiable that is. This makes so much more sense, though, because I was racking my brain figuring out how, in any reasonable sense, the murder... Was going to take place in Mexico with all of the cast <laughs> in Seattle, because <laughs> well, I think it's just like um, they
1: didn't do very good background checks in my dad's work. Uh, <laughs> a couple other people snuck through, uh, which we won't go into, but okay, was, yeah, a lot of a lot of people and they just. Didn't you know, it takes people, a lot people. of
0: skill to find comedy in these stories. I know. So
1: <laughs> that, I mean, the only thing is just like, I. so it's like I would, because I worked at my dad's, for, for my dad in the yeah. house on the weekends and would interact with this guy because we had to get bouquet orders and stuff like that. I,
0: so he was, he was Chicano. He was from Mexico.
1: Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. Uh, but so, yeah, there was some kind of feud going on and he just kidnapped these guys shot him execution style in the back of the head. And, uh, yeah, he's locked up now, but, uh, it's one of those things where it's just like, I don't have one of those stories. Oh wait, I do.
0: I actually don't much, <laughs> but that, that's more. You <laughs> well, because... also moved around. Well, yeah. And now listen, most of the places I've lived are for the most part, bigger cities. Like, uh, you know I've lived in uh DC. Los Angeles. I was born in D.C. lived all over Portugal. I actually did find an interesting one in Portugal, researching. Um, so I guess we're just hijacking my favorite murder. No 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 no, 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 <laughs> no. We're not. We're not going to. There is a preserved head involved in that story, though, and not like by the killer. Mm-hmm. Not like um, what's his name? Uh, not Dahmer style. Mm-hmm. Not preserved by the killer, but no, like, the, the killer's head is preserved. First of all, that, that worked out well. I had forgotten that you had, or maybe I had half forgotten. Who knows? Maybe I was setting that up, but I forgot that you had, like, a directive line for a hometown murder. Um, <laughs> I forgot that, too. <laughs> this, is just, this is just going to be great, t- like, tweeting this out and be like, hey, social media synergy promotion. <laughs> it's going to be good business. But um, the, the thing is... Do you listen to Serial? Yes. That's dark as fucking not funny.
1: It's not <laughs> funny at all. Uh,
0: but it's it's
1: presented to me. It's presented more true crime. Like I don't know. It's it. I listen to that, but it's also it's telling one story over the course of however many shows they do in a season, twelve or whatever it is. Well, and and so yeah the yeah. the horrendous parts of it are kind of spread over the course of 12 13 however many episodes be that way I mean but my favorite murder they it's <laughs> this horrendous thing and it, these are the details a lot of I, sweet baby angel Stein yeah true.
0: so um, so but you know what I, I think and and this is another occurrence I think I'm gonna try and have you stick with it a bit. Maybe try and. Uh... Yeah, I'll give. I'll I'll keep going. Well, one thing I was also thinking is yeah, the way so that a, a lot of people was... recap shows and stuff in their podcast. We could recap some of the podcasts we yeah, like. That is true. Um, I mean, it, it's I don't know
1: because my mind just goes. Like it, it's not something I, I think about a lot. I, so I think, when I'm confronted with it, yeah. it's it's it just really depresses me.
0: At the same time Especially though we're anything not, we're not people with light senses of humor. No. No. We are it's people kinda, with widespread it is, senses of humor. I mean it's humor. like it, you know, it is that thing where You're it's You're peeking like, a touch. Sorry. Well it is one of those things where like it's it that is Mike is just so much more sensitive. I gotta I gotta be up in my mic's face. Yeah. Intimate like. Very much. Yeah.
1: I don't know. It's, but it is that gallows humor kind of thing. Yeah, and it's not it gallows humor like it's one of those things that
0: I don't know. It's it's hard for me to. There to there do. is an aspect that I think you'll get into more as they develop it, where there's also like a whole survival guide aspect. Okay. <laughs> to um to it and also just these large great tangents on the miracle of having survived the. Being children in the 80s and 70s, Um, because I I think I'm not 100% sure. I'll I'll fact check this as I say it, but I think approximately speaking, like Karen and Georgia are about 10 years older than us, give or take. Um, Because whereas we grew up in the 90s. Well, really the 90s and the 2000s. Yeah. We were kids in the 90s. We grew up in the in the knots. Well, we're still growing up so. <laughs> oh, millennials. <laughs> we're we're so entitled. Bernie, That's why we Bernie, have so much Bernie, debt.
1: Bernie, and you know, um,
0: I mean, I'm lucky I don't personally have debt because, you know, <laughs> um <laughs> as we will soon learn I was raised by two psychiatrists (laughs) who effectively have given us a sound booth by having a walk-in closet in Brooklyn that was one of my favorite jokes from last night with Mike Spence when he was saying oh yeah well here's another thing (laughs) in our running gag of promoting the hell out of all of our friends Uh, Mike Spence friend of ours. Mike not to be confused with uh, Indiana governor Mike Pence Indiana governor and notable asshole Mike Pence uh mike spence is a great guy yeah, <laughs> funny man and uh, comedian. uh a comedian and improv performer and we were seeing his uh improv talk show at the spectacular. yes the uh the halloween 2016 uh election election slash halloween spooktac no no spooky uh Vote Oktoberfest. Vote yeah. One of the guests was William Howard Taft's ghost. Yeah, that was impressive. Yes. <laughs> and all it took was a séance and pelting everybody with uh, with whoppers. Whop- well, and the, not, the candy not the burger. Not the burger, yeah. yeah. Um but is it's a good show huh? happens no, but, happens pretty but on the rack uh, when he
1: was they're like uh, you should try therapy and he's like I did it for a couple months, it didn't stay. Well, no no, his
0: first answer was never tried it. That is his his like uh follow-up. His follow-up was tried it for four months, didn't take. Didn't take. <laughs> and they're like, Let's unpack that. And a he's second. like, Nope. Moving on. Nope. Moving on. Instead they concentrated on the gypsy cursed undecided voter. Well, wow. she was very pro-abortion. <laughs> also just wanna we're not going to go in we're not this isn't going to be we steal Mike's improv show no uh because that seems like my expense 2016 (laughs) i i I would vote for him over mike pence or donald trump (laughs) or or some of the other candidates uh in in a in a heartbeat although like us he is too young to run for president or vice president yeah we are but little lambs little Mm. lambs in the wind um so uh but, we're yes, go, we, got pro-abortion, really off. we pro-abortion, got really. not pro-choice. We promised, we, we warned and promised that our podcast is entirely based around the idea of people just shooting shit and about things. But this is, think... this is why our coworkers uh, mm-hmm. at my old job and still your current day job were like, we like listening to you guys talk about literally anything and nothing. I would listen to that at a podcast, and we're like, fine. Be that way. And then most of a year passes, and we <laughs> finally get around to it. Um, but but this one goes out to you, Shane. Enjoy, buddy. Shame. 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 That letter Shame. sounds different. Uh, And on that note, we have another uh, forced insert of a commercial break. So... We'll be back with you after these messages that we hope to get. Me undies. Blue Apron. Casper. Squarespace. Buy them all. Give us sponsorship. We're desperate. <laughs> so, we're back. So what
1: other podcasts do you listen to on the red door?
0: Um... Some other podcasts I listen to in the regular, one that I've been wanting to get back into is Welcome to Night Vale, Mm -hmm. which I definitely think we should do a future episode on fiction podcasts, which are interesting in that they are the minority element of podcasts, Mm -hmm. especially popular ones. Most podcasts are either news, commentary, or I'd even say history-based, Um and then you have also and a lot of these cross over with the idea of comedy podcasts, right, of uh, which often hit on all the topics and are at times quasi got like quasi fictional sections or bits. But they're not really full fictional stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one I listened to, which is in that same kind of branch, um, but I've been listening to less because it kind of ended was Thrilling Adventure Hour and Thrilling Adventure Hour. I don't like every section as much as the others but my favorite section which I like a lot is their sub-series Beyond Belief which is about two 20s era Manhattan socialites um who are uh really in love with each other constantly drunk constantly annoyed with everyone else and the best spirit mediums in the business <laughs> um yeah um <laughs> Frank and Sadie Doyle. Okay. Yeah. Paul F. Tompkins is uh Frank and I'm forgetting who plays Sadie.
1: Well like the podcast I listen to, I there you put me on to uh Ask Me Another. Which I I haven't I've kind of left uh by the wayside. I haven't been keeping up with that.
0: Um, I do want to catch back up with that. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of Jonathan Colton. Oh, yeah. Um, as, as am I. And, uh, oh, what's her name? The host. Yeah. I like the host. Yeah. Um, but I, I'd say that took over. Uh, wait, wait, don't tell me for me is my favorite kind of radio quiz show. Mm-hmm. Um, although, interestingly, it is an NPR production. Does yeah. it actually broadcast? I, I don't know WQXR, because QBXR, I, I think maybe. Well, it's a New York-based production, but there's like three different New yeah, York. Yeah, but every
1: every like public radio station around the country has local programs that they do.
0: Sure, sure. So but, I think this yeah. might be one of their And I, I mean, there are, are a, a bunch of huge ones here. Radio Lab, yeah. of course, another one I listen to. I think we mentioned that at the top a little. Mm-hmm. Um I also. I mean, I just started listening to the dollop, which mm-hmm. I discovered through, um, uh, through my favorite murder mm-hmm. and their fucking excellent first <laughs> like live episode, cool. which is is just great. Um, also the live episode of the dollop that, uh, Karen and Georgia, uh, guest on these were at the LA, uh, podcast festival Mm -hmm. um obviously serial serial obviously serial is fantastic i have no idea what
1: they're doing for season three and they kind of stopped with the updates of
0: Uh, what's happening with anon's Anon's trial. Anon's trial
1: i also do um hardcore history which i discovered through stephen colbert's podcast but before he had it before his show came on right he was doing podcasts and he talked about uh Dan Carlin's Hardcore History so I got really into that uh, and we both listen to a couple of other SMOD casts. yeah I do I, do Jane, I listen to what Smog. where yep. does that come from Smith and Mosier
0: damn it <laughs> I should have fucking got that I should have I should have fucking, <laughs> fucking got that I'm like smog is it like What's its <laughs> name? It's not Silent Bob. Muse. You thought it was Muse? Smith and... Well, no, no. I, I didn't no, think it's it was Muse. Because you don't... Yeah. Look, we all love Muse, but I, I think he and, and Kevin would be the first to say that you don't put Muse in charge of things. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they, they now both
0: jointly own Jay and Silent Bob together. That's Smith's a good guy. Yeah. Doesn't always write the best stuff, but sometimes writes great stuff. But he's good to his people. Yeah. And But, so, we do a lot... I, I do
1: listen to Jane, Soundbob Bob, Get Old. Uh,
0: I listen to fewer Smodcasts than you do.
1: Yeah. I, I pretty much, I listen to... I mean, I to, do Fat Man on Batman, uh, Jane, Soundbob Bob, Get Old, uh, Talk Salad and Scrambled Eggs, and the... And uh, I do Hollywood Babylon.
0: Hollywood Babylon, I do... Occasionally. It's yeah, hit or miss for me. Hollywood Babylon's hit or miss Yeah, for me. And... It's, it's just a few of the segments. It's like another podcast that I like, but is hit or miss for me, is uh, Last Podcast on the Left, mm-hmm. which has a lot of great stuff. There are a lot of really funny episodes in it, but some of their caricatures are really cringeworthy. And mm-hmm. I, I say this as, you know, somebody in the <laughs> brown spectrum of people, Um. Well, it's like uh, their, their, their occasional Latin impressions and their Asian impressions. I pretty much can't listen to an episode yeah. that it's in. In general, I really like the podcast and the guys on, on it are funny, mm-hmm. but those it's just like ah, a, little, a little bit, a little bit, but no, you know what? Still, I'm going to say it's a good podcast. Yeah. It is. It's just, Um, it's not for everybody, and I wouldn't recommend it to everybody. Um, Stuff You Should Know, I kind of fell behind on that one. Stuff You Should Know, I, I wouldn't say it's hit or miss for me, but Stuff You Should Know for me... It's unless a podcast this... that I just... Well, some some aren't as good as others. Well, I mean, unless... Because I'll listen to it if it's a subject that I'm yeah, interested in. Yeah, but the the other thing is there are so damn many. I'll just be like, yeah. I'm going to pick one at random and listen to it. And sometimes that's great. I'll I'll admit, I've been trying to get into the some of the other How Stuff Works podcasts. They're having trouble hitting for me. Yeah, I, I would try to...
1: Stuff you missed in history class, I couldn't.
0: Um, that that one, that one was tough for me. I I eventually dropped um, stuff. They don't want you to know. Their conspiracy podcast, because yeah, uh, it's gets... pretty straight, like in its that's delivery. A, that's and a little, yeah. I I'm just I'm not little, um, up for it. Yeah. Um, but Some t- fucking Iowa man. No, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm checking. <laughs> You're checking five thirty eight. Another podcast I listen to religiously, uh, but of course. Which is the elections Around the podcast. elections, yeah. The, not their sports stuff. I do follow some of their general interest stuff. I'm just not interested enough in most sports to continue to follow it in general. Yeah. Um. But, you know, another thing, another thing along that line, on the media, another podcast I follow, although, again, one that's also technically a radio show, but just great because it's like the media, they're, they're like, we're media people who are going to hold the media to task. For all the bullshit, oh yeah, we do. I also listened to the BBC World this week.
1: Was, I used to. I don't as much anymore. I I have I haven't uh, done it for a while. Um, I think there was just too many uh, ISIS related stuff. So I just kind of were like I don't want to listen to this right now.
0: Um, there is this problem where uh, human I, beings I we can't. I should. Know. We can't. Well, we can't. We can't know everything. We in that yeah. way, especially anything which we need to be empathetic about and emotional about, because human beings were are overactive for the most part in how this affects us. So, it, if you stop
1: listening to it around Brexit,
0: if you, that's um, what also happens too. I'm just like, okay, BBC. Uh, As an EU citizen and an American (laughs) citizen, all I'm saying is we can't fuck up two times this year.
1: (laughs) Well, to be fair... There are, you know, people are saying, well, this could be like the Brexit thing, this this presidential election. And Nate Silver always points out, yeah, but the polls were
0: really bad for well, Brexit. and incomparably bad because they had nothing to really compare to. Yeah, and, and, and so the, they waste they,
1: things like, differently. They did they,
0: a really good episode in yeah. the 538 Elections podcast about Brexit, about Brexit where they're yeah. like, we don't know, right before it happened. Uh, but, man, there there is... There is so much. We'll we'll do an episode. Um, maybe we'll maybe do an episode. Zero days um, since the
1: last Brexit conversation. Uh,
0: uh.
1: Or stuff I wish I didn't know.
0: George, we can't use the stuff you imprint. We discuss this. We're not affiliated with how stuff works, All so right. we can't use their brand. Things I wish I didn't know. <laughs> we have our own brand name. It works. We like it. It has a backstory that we can go into in a future episode. We can talk about how it also has to do with made up bands like Redacted and the Need to Know Bassist. Yeah. Let, let us also not, not forget about Dropkick Murphy's, the Drop all kick. Bill Murray impersonator Dropkick Murphy's cover band. Yeah. Which, one of the best ones. Somebody's going to get on that. It should be us. It should Copy be. Trademark. <laughs> Copy, trademark. Copy, trademark, right that idea. 26 now. Copy mark? Copy, copyright mark. Copyright service mark. Copyright service mark restricted. that does not flow off the tongue that scans very poorly (laughs) that's not going to to be a part of a Lin-Manuel Miranda verse when he teaches us all about you know the Puritans through jazz and uh, funk I hope I I don't I always did the BBC I
1: did did the BBC podcast like they would do a you know, BBC World uh, World Service, but it would it would be two podcasts a day, okay? And I just couldn't keep up, yeah, because it was you know <sighs> their morning
0: daily. <sighs> ah, no,
1: it was their because basically it was a, a compilation of stuff that would go out on their radio show, at the World Service, of for their news. So they would do a morning morning stream and an afternoon one, <laughs> and I just couldn't keep up. It was just, it's just it was just so much. Did
0: I stand up in the last hour? No. No, that's weird. My watch thinks I did. Well, I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth <laughs> i don't I don't this th- dental it's... work is flawed.
1: <laughs> Why must you turn my dentist office into a house of lies?
0: Which first Simpsons reference, one of the first Simpsons references that we've had, right? And jumping from Simpsons reference to the fact that in a podcast that we really should have talked about already, (laughs) in the first episode of it, Kevin Smith says that his favorite joke in Frasier isn't even on Frasier, it's on the Simpsons Simpsons when Cecil, Sideshow Bob's brother, voiced by David David Hyde Hyde Pierce, has his eyes covered by Bart. 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 And Barton says, "Guess who?" And he goes, "Maris." Yes. And that brings us to. Talk salad and scrambled eggs.
1: Fraser reconsidered.
0: Yes. Talk salad and scrambled eggs. Fraser reconsidered. What'd you think? Uh. Well. <laughs> well. <laughs> th- there's a lot of inroads for me here. First of all. Fraser played a big role in my youth and growing up. Because it was a really popular sitcom in our household. Because yeah. I was raised by two psychiatrists, mm-hmm. who are also geneticists and academics. And furthermore, my father's family, for generations back in Portugal, my father Carlos's family was a wine family, mm-hmm. producing wines on vineyards. In fact, we still have a branch of the Patu family that does, and you can go and get Luiz Patu... Wine, usually at, like, um, you can get it at wine stores, but you can even get it at, at Whole Foods in states that have the wine, wine. in their Whole Foods. Or, or the few Whole Foods in New York that have a wine store connected with them. Um, wine and liquor. Uh, but, so, they're,
1: a show... wine connoisseurs. Yeah, a
0: show about wine-obsessed... Psychiatrists. Psychiatrists. Also, my parents went to Brown... And then did a residency at uh, Mass General, mm-hmm. which is uh, Harvard. Yeah. So um, I this is basically designed for us. Like, there are few strong sources of psychiatrist-based comedy. And little niche things like the knowledge that psychiatry is medical doctorate and psychology is a doctorate of philosophy yes yes so the ones who can give you meds are psychiatrists um but so yeah there are very few present sources of highly psychiatrist based humor and we went after all of them I
1: also have a good. I also have a strong connection with the Fraser Show myself, which is why I also. Well, Seattle, to it. Seattle I am native. From Seattle. The main connection I don't have. And you know? the only reason they did Seattle was because they wanted to get as far away from Boston as possible. Which one could
0: point out is actually L.A. or you know Honolulu more so than Seattle, but. but.
1: Still. But also, it was, it was. It's also not just another show set in L.A. Mm-hmm. It was True. the only show True. set in Seattle Yep. other than Grey's Anatomy. And Bill Nye at the Science Guy. Bill Nye the
0: Science Guy. Which is Guy. set in Seattle by and default. And he filmed in my neighborhood, and I remember being so excited. You know, I learned when finally going to Seattle, which is a great town, one that... A damn shame for you has excellent fucking seafood. Yes, it does. Um, Which is great for me. It's great for
1: like what
0: I've heard. It's great for like, uh, (laughs) you know, a lot of my friends who are like uh, part Japanese or part Chinese or in general or, you know, Asian, Iberian or Latin people who love fish. fish. Not that everybody who's in those zones likes fish. Like, listen, Portugal and Japan are two of the highest fish consuming countries in the world. Yeah. like you know one's all coastline and the other's a giant island yeah. but a small enough island that nobody's ever that far from water yeah which is why you know not all of australia is that big on fish uh break for commercial <laughs> yep so we'll be right back after these messages that is like terrible
1: that was pretty bad
0: yeah like just horrible but we'll be back after these messages And we're back. What did I think? First of all, I find it interesting that in this commentary podcast, which is a genre I don't really listen to, although I've had a few either through podcasts or a few friends recommended to me, I do not listen very frequently to um, commentary track podcasts. Another, another Kevin Smith does uh, every every
1: uh, '90s Batman. Uh... Burton Schumacher Batman commentary tracks. He also does commentary tracks for uh, the Dark Knight Returns Part One and Two animated mm-hmm. one, which I I think you've pointed out to mm-hmm. me. Yeah, him and him and Mark Bernardin. Oh. So a podcast. So it's a it's a commentary podcast for a show that you had some connection with.
0: Yeah, which is good. But also, here's the thing: I used to love the show growing up, but as will happen. When you you know, especially in the arts, when you go from because every everybody who really gets into the arts and stays in the arts state starts off as somebody who's completely involved and addicted to them to like storytelling like and then I you could wear it out well you don't you don't wear it out, but you this is a problem in the arts, which is when you become an artist you almost always become an artist because you are a huge fan of art and you love art and you have some spark for it. Like actually, um, there is an excellent like minute and a half long monologue, like about this quote from Ira glass about the difficulty of getting into the arts being that your taste is better than your skill at the beginning. Oh yeah. Um, and it's so heavily developed because of how much you watch them. But In the process of learning how to make the work and of making the work, you end up in this catch-22 of what you love to do most in your life to relax and escape is now all of your life. So you can't really be off. And worse yet, it is what everybody else uses as an escape and a hobby. Yeah, But it is your business. Yeah. You know, so you see everything, you take everything apart, you You tear it apart on everything and and you just and some aspects of it, like some elements of the craft of storytelling become triggers which you cannot get past because they immediately ruin your suspension of disbelief. Like once you become a filmmaker, once you become a writer, once you become a a cartoonist or a storyteller or a musician, when you see these elements of the craft, some of which are even just intrinsic concepts, they tear you out and it can kill entire genres for you. What has been Uh, ruined in that regard? Well, like for me, uh, two examples, one that I never really liked, but can now just... You know, viscerally, not stand as reality TV mm-hmm. because first of all, it is the fakest shit. Yeah, like it, it is faker than everyone else, everything else. Like documentary series, I can like like you Seven know. Up. Yeah, yeah. Something
1: that is just a straight up like park.
0: Seven Up or e- even even semi-doc series like MythBusters. A lot of fun. Uh, like has an educational element to it, but you know has has this character aspect. Even some game shows and stuff I can still stand, but a true reality show, I can't for a few reasons. First of all, I know that everything is blatantly created by cutting and, and editing. And everything is staged. Well, everything is staged. Everything is forced. But mostly it's just the fact that I can't take myself out of the eyes of somebody who's having to edit 300 hours into one hour of nonsense that appears to have some drama to it. Um, So that's one. Another for me is non-diegetic musicals, musicals where the music happens only in the context of the musical numbers where, you know, essentially nobody in the movie hears music, but music has occurred. Now, this is funny because I actually... That, but, I mean, is there
1: a difference between that in a movie sense and versus seeing it live? Yeah, uh, and and, stage. and that's
0: that's what I was about to say, was on stage I can stand this more because it has the construct of being a stage performance. In a theater. You know, narrative is secondary in a musical To, to spectacle. To, to spectacle, to performance, in that sense. Um, now, diegetic musicals, I can actually quite enjoy. Those like cabaret. are ones cabaret works for me to a certain degree. The, uh, the Liza Minnelli one. Yeah, yeah, it works for me to a certain degree. Because all I'd that's say, diegetic. Yes, but I'd say a better example of ones that really work for me are like Once works well for me. A uh, Sing Street, which came out this this past summer, works for me and a lot. Dr- of...
1: Dream Girls was kind of like that, except they did have some non-diegetic
0: parts well, too yeah. and well. I, I mean even having a fantasy element can work also almost to an extreme Ray, maybe um, well, those cartoons, are cartoons can work for me yeah. with this still like Animation. Steven Universe yeah. is one of my favorite <laughs> current cartoons and it's full of musicals but the music even in Steven Universe music is somewhat diegetic like in concept right um and in a way that's very arch and fantastical uh and, and you see similar stuff with that, with the classic kind of construct of uh, a lot of the Disney-like animated musicals. Although I will point out, in general, I prefer animated films which aren't musicals. In that I agree. Sense. Which
1: is, I agree. I mean, The it's Rescuers why, Down Under is superior to The Rescuers because it's
0: not a musical. Or. Winnie the Pooh is one of my favorites of the classic set, and it's not a musical either. has a couple they have, of songs. have some. Tigger. It's not really a musical, though. Heffalumps and Woozles. Oh. Heffalumps and Woozles. Uh, it, and here, here's the thing. It's really not. It's really <laughs> not when you look at it because... Well, also, this is a weird thing. I love metafiction in general. Mm-hmm. And Winnie the Pooh is metafiction, fiction like it's inside the book it's inside the book the narrator is a major character yeah you know um and like the one of the first big sing-along numbers is framed as a sing-along number with text that the main character bounces on yes it's it's very like (laughs) on top of the and it's it's funny because a lot of children are introduced to the concept of metafiction in this kind of way from children's shows which framed them in this way. Looney Tunes did. Animaniacs did. uh, Tiny Toons did. So much of what we grew up with did in this sense where it's not the story of the story, it's the story of the actors portraying the stories that you're seeing or the characters. Um, Even the classic Disney cartoons do it to a certain degree, but less so than the Looney Tunes. I mean, the shorts, like Mickey Mouse. Yeah. But so the top thing I can't stand is three camera laugh track sitcoms mm-hmm. I'm, in, I'm in a similar bow with you on that but I have a particularly low tolerance a lot of people I know who are in this vote, boat after going through uh, film schools like we did and, you know you went to NYU I went to both NYU and USC um, you'll often find that you can watch the old classics you grew up with that you like some will not have aged well but you know others it's like there's still something you watched or even a new one now if if you really like it but in general you can't you can't enter a new show that's like the for you a new show if
1: you're if it has that that hangover yeah or
0: that hang up and and like
1: you probably aren't couldn't jump into say uh, How I Met Your Mother, or... I, I can't. Or uh, <laughs> no, there, The Big
0: Bang Theory, because there's, they're all three-camera There's, free camera sa- there's no probably I can't. I can't jump into um, a multi-cam, a fixed multi-cam laugh track show. However, most of the old ones I used to like as a kid, including Frasier, which is probably in retrospect my favorite, personally, for these reasons we went over, I can't really watch anymore, because... My god, I can't get out of the head of somebody who's actually making it now Interestingly sketch comedy and variety shows and stand-up all work for me, but but that's because they're construct They're predicated on the construct of being an audience member not of being a viewer like being a lot you are like a live audience member as the television viewer when you're watching a variety show, a variety or, show or a talk show or a stand up routine, like you are in the same role as the audience members. With a sitcom, you're not. You're more in the view of like a film goer or uh, a typical television audience member, somebody who's supposed to be fully buying into the concept of the show as a narrative construct, as a continuous world, right? But they're having to pause for laughter, which you own. And that's the only sign you ever get of the audience is that laughter yeah. when they hold and pause. And, you know, because it's a lot li- because it's a live show and... and hit that point. Yeah. The problem for me is trying to divide the live show from the delivered recorded show. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Seeing these shows live is intrinsically and by design a different. Different experience than watching them recorded, and they're presented as different experiences. Right, and that that for me is killer. Like that is very, very, very hard for me to take seriously. Even and look, I liked Seinfeld a lot. I liked fraser a lot. And you Friends, know, the, uh, Friends, I was just never huge on. I wasn't either. Yeah, but you know, the the big thing with Friends is I just haven't seen a I lot can- of it either seen, and like we've said i can't get back in to well, trust me ali watches friends well, dude, nonstop. so many so many people love it so many do, people our age grew up d- with it i
1: just couldn't i just don't like any of the people in it
0: that i don't have that much of a problem with like maybe i don't like them a lot but it's not like they're all it's not like say always sunny which we've discussed before i like always sunny but i can't love it because i they're all i don't like people i don't like and and they're despicable people who are not made likable yeah they're not made they're unsympathetic is the best way you're not supposed to 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 empathize with them to think they're reasonable or see a human side in them they're caricatures as a result and for me that's very hard to get into but that said, that's a different problem than with the the whole fixed camera setup.
1: Because um, if you took the Frasier scripts and put them in a single camera uh,
0: setup... They could work very well for the most part, but they would need to be shifted. Of course. Yeah, you know, because that that's another thing that this construct does, is it really makes it set up punchline delivery hold. Yeah, you know that that live stage performance rhythm setup punchline delivery hold and the hold is the killer for me. It's that whole idea of and now hold for laughter, hold for laughter, hold for laughter. It also doesn't help that the way that three camera sitcoms are mixed, even ones that have a live audience and not a canned audience, which most of the ones we grew up with are live shows. Yeah they're mixed in a way to make every audience sound as similar as possible right they're actually mixed in a way where they might as well be canned yeah you know and again it's just like okay whatever <laughs> um and so that's your hang up with that's Frasier. my well that's my hang up with going um, back and watching fraser or other sitcoms like traditional sitcoms that i liked as a kid um, now would you have the same problem with older ones
1: like say I Love Lucy or MASH I
0: uh, or is there Mash, much more of a distance there I've never actually seen MASH the sitcom mm-hmm. not in a way that sticks in my brain when I think of MASH I think of the, the film movie yeah
1: um, and, and the of films. course they couldn't say the word suicide on TV so that's why it's just an instrumental version of that song yeah and, suicide is
0: painless and so actually i don't even remember the melody i just know that was the words (laughs) it brings on lots of changes real fast (laughs) but uh so you know like i love lucy there are some elements i still like in going back to it but that also leads to another aspect which is older black and white tv shows often have a better design aesthetic to them than a lot of the 70s 80s 90s color sitcoms awesome. and
1: like from the production design yeah, perspective Yeah
0: and I think it's just because black and white was easier especially on TV because it was more the black, black and white like aesthetic on TV and film were more similar whereas initially on TV you could not capture the same kind of well, yeah, you couldn't do sensitivity and or... depth even well especially in color it was hypersaturated you lost half your gradient range TV shows look unnatural. Color TV shows yeah. look unnatural in a way. Black and white TV shows look constructed, but they, they in the same way, they hold it. up better, yeah. often in a, a, a degree. And there are some exceptions, actually. certain live-action drama and science fiction shows that were done in color are often having new, like, editions of them done from their original film negatives. And they often can hold up pretty well. Not always, but can. You know, but, like, for instance, you know, it's this weird thing where if you look back at, say, the first episode of The Twilight Zone, or the entire, like... Black and white Twilight Zone. Runs, or the early black and white seasons of Doctor Who, they look Better than early color incarnations of the fr- of the same franchise. Like they've aged better, you know.
1: Because they they all they had to do was worry about lighting and sh- it's well, all light about and shadow,
0: lighting and shadow. It's it's those color. key elements. Like we as some of that final guard, the last people at that nexus point between the analog and digital worlds, had to shoot film and had to initially shoot and cut black and white film on steam backs like um which we'll go more to in depth because really man are we eating time before going into the podcast (laughs) um but so uh you know it is easier to design in black and white Mm -hmm. this is absolutely true yeah because that leaves you to let yourself and the viewers fill in the color world that we know or Ted Turner. <laughs> I'm not even sure of the full meaning or intent of that joke. Is col- it, colorizing just going on all the recolorizing? Yes. Right? Because I, th- I thought this was like a weird turn about, you know, uh, like Ted Turner like environmental and educational <laughs> television initiatives in the 90s. And like they got to cover the rainbow of people. And, and together they form Captain Planet. And he's blue played By Don Cheadle, trees, trees, trees. He needs to be Don Cheadle. It's not, it's,
1: I mean, Leo to, DiCaprio
0: is to quote uh, a joke from a Futurama commentary track. That's a one percenter, right there. Like, 99% of people that we could ever hope to listen to this podcast <laughs> are not going to get that joke. You know what we say about the 99% majority of our you know hypothetical audience who we love and cherish, fuck them. <laughs> we find it funny we, um, thank you five people who got that joke <laughs> and to
1: the rest but of like, you please, DiCaprio, please, please keep I, listening I we this, don't want you to leave because I read that this week where it was like Leo DiCaprio's production company is uh, doing Captain Planet but I, don't know if I didn't meant. read this I don't know if that means Leo is going to be Captain Planet because I really don't think he's
0: he too be. short it's the he's wrong body long, type
1: yeah you need Don Cheadle
0: Okay, you don't necessarily need Don Cheadle. Okay, Idris Elba. Idris would work. Don Cheadle would work. Uh, pfft, dude. Um, Shabu Bosman. Sure, sure. Also, uh, The Rock. The Rock. The Rock would work. <laughs> he's, Vin, got, he's got a lot of franchises that. Matter. Vin would work. Vin no, Diesel. No, we we, we no, no. He could work, and we'll do it the I right could, way. We'll he only bring says him one down. Line. The power is yours. That's all he said. It'd be fucking epic, you know? <laughs> but if you get, uh, not one line, if you give Vin Diesel a as word. many lines as you want, but a limited vocabulary of 50 words or less, he will turn in the greatest fucking performance of the movie, something that will last, but if you that give will him live more. in your heart. <laughs> but if they don't, but if they give him regular words, that man delivering the word Superman, like, I get teary-eyed. <laughs> oh, Iron Giant's a good movie. I think I, fi- uh, I
1: finally showed that movie to Allie, and she's like, this is really good.
0: Like, it's a boy and his dog story, but the dog's a, a giant, giant robot. robot. In other words, it is the you. perfect boy story. Yeah. <laughs> Let me run you through the first three and a half episodes that I've listened to of <laughs> uh, Talk Salad and Scrambled Eggs, which I think I'm going to stick with for a bit. And we can we can touch back that on many. these. not that many. They've only got well, it's not that many. So that's part of why we can stick with these a bit and kind of do a weekly recap, recheck in. I think, with both these, you know, because uh, we 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 have the tolerance. You know, you can listen to murder and force yourself through that, and I'll continue to watch a three-camera sitcom and force myself through that. <laughs> Even Stephen, Apple Pie, Universe, Esquire. That was not me. That was you. It wasn't me.
1: Oh, well, then I guess it was just an email.
0: Anyways, so. Talk salad. Talk salad is typically, in concept, a person-to-person chat, just update how you've been doing. Very classic kind of podcast element. Um, Also, pretty much something which Smodcasts, as a rule, specialize in everyone has person-to-person conversation just like conversation these are people who like each other and like shooting the shit right Um, and then commentary tracks for every episode of the sitcom Fraser, one of the longest running and most decorated live action sitcoms in American history and the only one of note about psychiatrists yes not with psychiatrists, but about, about psychiatrists. psychiatrists. Um, but it's also both. Yeah, it is both. The thing is, though, literally at the gate, more so than us, because again, our entire show concept is based on here's our proximate work frame for our conversation and go this is the topic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we we have a general topic, and then we literally talk as. To close friends and creative goofballs and geeks who have known each other for a decade like th- this is basically our concept yeah we'll go into more of how we r- reach the title like I mentioned before in another episode but for now sticking with this so even more so than us at the gate Matt and Kevin fail <laughs> like the first episode entitled of of the podcast entitled our pilot does not feature a commentary track for an episode of <laughs> fraser it it features a lot of interesting background on fraser and why they both love it and why it was a landmark show and their tv nerd them um but Good. at the end of about two hours they're like we really can't have an episode commentary down it's like no nah. No, it's we too, can't. Too long. <laughs> but what 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 they go over is the fact that both of them weren't initial watchers of Frasier, which mm-hmm. is actually something that makes them different from me. Um, Same. And uh, I mean, I was a late comer, but I did watch it when it was still a yeah, new episode. I I think I think Matt actually did, but was a late comer, like you. I think if I remember the the construct correctly. Um, but Kevin came to it after because he was like, oh, this is like this this is like watching The New Yorker and the thing is he's actually kind of right I'd, I'd recommend that Kevin read the New Yorker more although if I remember correctly he might have a bit of a history with significantly negative reviews in the New Yorker <laughs> which can which can sour it's a concured. periodical for a man yeah but the thing is much like much, much much like the strips in The New Yorker um they're at their best they're not about they're about putting the core concepts of simple humor into these pretentious, rarefied highbrow settings. So it's basically what if a bunch of vaudevillians snuck into Harvard? Like that that's kind of the kind of the concept behind like my dad's favorite, favorite all time new yorker cartoon which is of course a therapy or a psychiatrist cartoon you know often since they're one panels you don't necessarily know it's not like the md is made super clear but is just uh uh, uh psychiatrist let's just say it um for the sake of ease you know and to keep things concise and focused and on point and not going off in random tangents to eat time that we don't have with a rolled up newspaper smacked across the face of of the patient and under it it has the line, snap out of it! (laughs) (laughs) Um, And like, in general um, my dad's primarily an academic and a researcher, but he has been a clinician. You know, my parents are also both geneticists. They just, I I was raised by two scientists medical doctors psychiatrists who also, to this day, and keep in mind what you've learned about us, <laughs> that, that we are filmmakers, artists, tremendous geeks, went to like some of the film schools, <laughs> as it were. Um, my parents still see more movies in theaters than anybody I know. And it absorbed that whole sentence, still, yes, and then anybody I know. So yes. they did, they did all throughout my youth, probably part of why i'm here <laughs> but then anyone i know and most of everybody i know now works in film tv books or media yeah like our lifeblood our entire going... existence is story and <laughs> film and fiction and my parents are like yeah well, just... want to a
1: movie this week again
0: it's like we're out <laughs> every we're, weekend we're, we're well no no i don't mean that we're out of movies that we want to see that we haven't seen yet like, we, we burnt through our backlog, and you know, mom hates horror, and my dad could take it or leave it. Um, so yeah,
1: the, the Ouija too the the, <laughs> the Ouija it's out, name even though is... it's supposed
0: to be really good. Frazier was just the right point for us. So I watched it, like, as a kid, right? A lot, yeah, and found it to be very funny, and at times, even funny for reasons which are ridiculously over the top, over informed inside baseball and actually like pretentious and overly highbrow. Like my family would laugh at it and be like, "Ha, younger brother, no serious psychiatrist today <laughs> would subscribe to any of the psychological ideas or tenets of young or, or Freud. Freud. Uh, I think that's part of the joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, but if, if it is, that is the highbrow element. Yeah. Um, the lowbrow element is a, a
1: pun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I am Frazier's younger brother, so be there'll be no blaming, blaming mother, mother today.
0: today. Um, <laughs> they go through this whole breakdown, and they run into some very interesting recurring elements. Of Matt and, of Matt, Matt and Matt, Kevin. Matt, Matt and Kevin do. In their commentaries and even before the commentaries, one of which is the show is, to a certain degree, history of sitcoms. Yeah. Like, that is an element that ends up being in it. Dick Van Dyke show. Dick Van Dyke is a huge one, which I did not realize, even though I know I've seen episodes of the Dick Van Dyke show. But it was about a comedy writer. I had no idea. No yeah. recollection of that fact. <laughs> I've never
1: seen a single episode of the Dick. And also, Show. And also,
0: again, about how just random bits of media, stuff we don't think of as highbrow, is often how meta-fiction started mm-hmm. eating into our brains early. I, yeah. And they talk about the Jeffersons, All in the Family. Right. And they talk about a few things. First of all, of course, Frasier is technically part of a shared universe. Wings, cheers... A simple charity universe tort- right t- the tort- the sure
1: <laughs> but <laughs> the failed spin-off of cheers
0: but um
1: and, and that's true and uh, if you even break it down even further, which I don't even know if Kevin is 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 Kevin Smith's aware of it the the grand unified theory of television oh I'm sure.
0: Kevin Smith has I mean, heard of it, but
1: I mean they've come so close to talking about it, but but they I don't they oh, haven't gone into teasing. it.
0: <laughs> Actually, there's a
1: name for that shared universe. It's the uh, I'm forgetting it. It's the same elsewhere. Universe. It is the
0: same elsewhere, but I think it's either all tied of television to the, is tied in with is that. Is potentially that part boy. of this one universe? Yeah, <laughs> um, because of crossover episodes and well, stuff.
1: Well, because all of Saint Elsewhere is revealed to have take place inside the mind of a little autistic boy. Yeah, and so therefore, all of television is inside that little autistic because boy. Because
0: you can expand
1: from crossovers. Canonical crossovers, like I even made. I. I was so fascinated by it I started making a chart and seeing where they all cross over and it was <laughs> you know, it, nerd. I it's fascinating to oh, me Oh no it totally is
0: But like the, how the, the, like thing the is,
1: wire exists in the same universe as the X-Files Oh yeah and yeah. and that's and that's only just because of detective Of course uh, they don't but yeah but they exist in the same but universe But they do because uh, certain characters from so, crossover <laughs> anyways they do touch on shared universe which Arrested is something is
0: also in the same universe as well but shared universe ideas yes. are something that i've always loved in fact kevin smith is part of the reason i love them because of the this universe because they are yeah and, tied and together. yeah and much like uh also um tarantino did the same thing the big two comics uh comic brands in the us did the same thing um, and a lot of the franchises tied to them DCAU which will guaranteed 100% 1000 times over come up in depth in the future of this podcast as the best DC universe and among and among other things yes um but and you know <laughs> so yeah so the podcast
1: is uh the does touch on Frazier this Considered does talk about the shared universe of the Cheersiverse.
0: Yeah, and just shared universe in general as a fiction construct. And this ends up being a jumping off point for some of Kevin Smith's favorite topics which are like Star sci- Wars. sci-fi, Star Wars, and, and comics. Off of which we suddenly arrive in episode three of the show at Terminator. <laughs> which is as I understand it A recurring element of the show. Yes. Much like, say, housekeeping and corrections are an element of uh, uh, My Favorite Murder and of Stuff You Should Know. And um, how, you know, reviewing new episodes of The Flash is a recurring element which has gone on to pretty much take over Fat Man Mm -hmm. on Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Batman on Flash, man. It's this damn close to being the official Flash podcast in this (laughs) one. Uh, So they go into this in depth conversation in episode three, which is the most recent one I've listened to in its entirety and the first I listened to without watching Frasier at the same time. Because I thought, let's roll them dice. (laughs) Roll them. I'm pantomiming rolling. Yes. Okay, that's about five times. I'm going to stop now. That's right. Pantomiming the dice, actually. Snake eyes. Um, moving on. Uh, so boogie boogie. They go through it, and they actually, you know what? For a start, they go over some things I agree with. First of all, they hit on the interesting point that some people are like, I this was also before Terminator Salvation came out. You mean Genesis? I-
1: Genesis.
0: And it's actually right when it came Gen- Genesis. out. Genesis. Yes. It's right when it came out. And the reason I recommended
1: this to you is because it's like the zenith of podcasts. A podcast about... It, that's just a commentary track of a TV
0: show. It's it's a very, very niche yeah, thing. It is. It is. And it's one that works well for me. And as you, you pointed out, it does have some issues, which I'll get to. Um... What I like about this, though, what I like about their Terminator discussion is they actually go on to defend Terminator Genesis in a few ways. And they also bring it up in reference to um, uh, Jurassic World, which they really don't make a clear judgment call on. Fair enough. It's literally a tangent of a tangent. But uh, So what they say is, I'm looking forward to it. I like it. And Matt's like, yeah, I'm a huge fan. As he points out, he puts kevin smith to shame matt myra does in his in his terminator knowledge yeah he's like well they go into a lot more depth than the original novelizations this is the (laughs) level we're dealing with here and this will not be the last mention of novelizations of fictional films and tv shows and expanded universes in this podcast because again that is our tribe that is who we are that is our shared experience of this world but what they say is you know and so James Cameron, he shows up in an ad for it saying, this to me is the real continuation from T2. And they're like, you know, a lot of people were like, oh man, how James Cameron's been bought off. But then as they point out, wait, no, think about that more. You can't buy off James Cameron. You can't actually just be like, we'll give you a million dollars. It's like why would I do something for a million (laughs) dollars? A million dollars is what I use to, you know, light things on fire. (laughs) And I mean as kindling. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, it seems like that might be a legitimate opinion of James Cameron. And Matt likes it. And I'm kind of with him. I liked Terminator Genesis. Uh, It's not great. No one said it was great. It's not. That's not what we're saying here. Um, but I liked it a fuck of a lot better than I liked Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason for that, I think, is Jurassic World people really seem to like, and I'm like, fucking really? It seems like a really, really tired rehash of the original and nothing more. I mean, what insurance company would, would, first, would first, back? First of company... all, it is supposed to be in canon apparently with at least Jurassic World and Lost, Lost World. World. There is no way... No way for so many, so many plot problems. First, (laughs) how could this possibly be the first failure in 10 years if the park is run this shite? Like, and just pure, pure stupid. So many ways. Why is the door for the super dinosaur you've made? Why is the door to the enclosure in which it has lived its entire life big enough for it to leave?
1: <laughs> um, um, you could just have a human sized door. And Why that's it.
0: doesn't everything have cameras everywhere? How can you leave a still populated section abandoned? Why can children decide to control manually the direction of a theme park ride? That is, I mean. <laughs> no insurance company
1: would back this place
0: no government would allow it to exist after tyrannosaurus rex rampaged, rampaged through, through san, san diego san yeah yeah um and uh, there were just so many lazy parts about it but terminator genesis to me it seems like just a fine like first of all i think it's a lot better than terminator salvation. 3 salvation is just kind of meh yeah. So their
1: so their terminator discussion resonated with you.
0: It did. I liked it. It's a good starting off point.
1: Um and also tees you up for Frasier very nicely.
0: By far, the <laughs> thing I remember least about the podcast is the Frasier. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not true. It's the sequence of the commentaries in relation to the Frasier episodes. What they t- <laughs> like they're there I know that they're designed to go in sync, and they actually work that way best to me so far. But none of the information seems like it's that importantly connected, <laughs> like with the episode in question. Well, like in sync in time, even though the rhythm and cadence and general delivery and inspiration are.
1: Well, their live episodes they do come more prepared. That like they do. Ah, oh, they
0: have a lot they have of live shows.
1: Intrigued. And so like um, like one of them, they brought like the actual script with them and and went through like stage direction and how some of the stage direction has some jokes in it yeah. like, like the, one, the famous episode My Coffee with Niles like there's some jokes that are written just in the screen in the direction yeah that that jokes just for the crew <laughs> <laughs> where it's like that, it was, that's actually pretty great which is pretty which is really interesting and when they bring that stuff to the table it really is a lot of fun um and it's, a, I mean, <laughs> and they also do, uh, they have Ken Levine on, who's uh, one of the writers for Frasier and also was a announcer, mm-hmm. um, baseball
0: announcer. Oh, I, I. Ken Levine. I didn't realize they were the same person. It, yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. Well, it was like in, during, when they're write- Also, I know so little he, about baseball, jokes, but I was
1: aware of that guy being an jokes, announcer. He jokes about how. During like the yeah. writer strike in the eighty in like eighty eight or whatever it was, he was the only writer making any money because Thanks. he was because he was doing broadcasts instead. Thank God
0: <laughs> we've never had one of those again in our industry. Mm-hmm.
1: But and also to bring it back to Seattle, he yeah. he was also a fill-in announcer after our uh, Dave Niehaus passed away Aww. several years ago. So and he was our he had announced every you know. Since the very first game of the Mariners, he was
0: our announcer, Dave Nehouse. Question and for you, George. Came in and filled in. So, you have watched baseball and been like a baseball fan in your life at all, some point. All my life. Yes, okay. And um, well, admittedly, I have not watched Is there much. any sport you can't stand? Football. Okay. Okay. I have been and not soccer. We both like soccer. I enjoy soccer because yeah. I can't. You can't stop watching it. Yeah. Yeah. We both like soccer. My two favorite sports football. to watch are we soccer and hockey. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, I mean, soccer, hockey, so- soccer slash football. Yeah. Uh, football. Hockey and basketball. All dynamic, interesting. But you don't I can't stop watching those.
0: Actually, this will. I don't perfect. watch them very. This will be perfect because. You, in a future episode, can defend baseball, and I can defend American football. Oh, God. I can't stand American football. But what you're going to say is because the play's broken up, and it stops too much, and it's boring to watch, and yet you're going to sit there and defend baseball. (laughs) This will be a solid episode. (laughs) Yes.
1: Hashtag Team George. <laughs> Hashtag fuck team George.
0: <laughs> I could set up my own team, but no. Nah. Final thoughts. My final thoughts. Um, I do have just a little bit to finish here. On there are elements that don't work for me in the podcast. Um, the biggest so far is that. It does drift at times, and I can just kind of zone out. I don't hate it, but it doesn't necessarily keep my interest. And the other one, which is more intrinsic and I'll have to see, is, to me, this is like an audiobook where I also have to be watching the video companion. Like really? Well, no, it kind of is, because I do feel at its best you should be watching the show at the same time. And I can't get that out of my head, and the thing is... I like my podcasts to be audio and like pure audio and then not can, referencing anything else that that don't have to have a visual element right. to, to reach their peak. And that's part of why I don't really listen to commentary uh, podcasts as much. Not because I don't like commentary. I fucking love commentary. Right. I, I think the decrease in uh, not that everybody was good at commentary. Some people are great, but the decrease in physical media as a delivery mechanism which will never fully go away but it's it's uh, defeat of or it's not defeat it's wounding and i think wounding's the best way because i think they'll find a way to dis- survive of behind the scenes making of supplemental features and which I enjoy commentary a lot tracks so well much. i feel our generation our generation of filmmakers that is part of our experience of being film buffs and right. film geeks and film aficionados as we were the DVD generation as children. And we listened and we watched everything on them yeah. and
1: listen and discovered the, you know, that tracks. experience
0: of yeah. when you would look at the DVD of a movie you really liked and it's like, Doesn't have a commentary track. I'm going to wait and see if it has a special edition that comes out later, you know, before I go and buy it like that. that sensation. The first one I listened to, the first commentary tracks that I listened to or that
1: I was aware of and then I realized other movies had them on DVDs as well was obviously The Lord of the Rings special edition. Do, you know, extended. You know cuts. what might
0: have been the first commentary track I listened to? Might have been either Mollerats or Dogma. Oh. yeah. Um, uh, there, there's a good chance that it might have been one of those two. Mm-hmm. I've listened to so many since that you know it's, it's, <laughs> it all blurs. Together. But yeah, so those those are my issues. But I think we agree. We'll stick with these a bit and and come back and visit these podcasts a bit it's just kind of it won't be the topic of our (laughs) our future episodes you know but as as a recurring bit of banter because another advantage we have with the two of these and i think it's good if we list other podcasts we like in general
1: no such thing as a fish is not one of
0: mine another one i like is toon goons one of the better animation podcasts out there uh
1: no such thing as a fish is done by the qi elves from the quiz show in the UK, QI, which was formerly hosted by Stephen Fry. He's no longer hosting, which is kind of sad.
0: For a um, second I thought you were going to say he passed away, he's no, no longer no, with us, and no, I was going to be like, How the fuck did I miss this? No, 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 what tra- he, Why are we doing anything? Well, it's because they... Why aren't we at his <laughs> vigil now? <laughs> uh, no, but he Don't did the scare first me thirteen. Like that, he did the first thirteen. Yeah, I didn't know though that he's off QI. now. <laughs> he's
1: off QI. And I was kind of disappointed that they didn't have a big like farewell for him on the last Should've. episode. Like it was just like another episode, and I'm like, no, this is monument. This is like momentous. Stephen Fry is like leaving QI. Single tier smallest
0: violin. No, that's he needs a big violin. Biggest He's violin. He's a big guy. Still silent He's because it's big. a podcast. He's very big though. He's also fantastic.
1: He's one of the. I mean, him and Benedict Cumberbatch are like the. Have you, Have you heard that song?
0: Have you heard that song? I think it's an open letter to Stephen Fry. I think I have. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it's a good time. <laughs> but I know the name yeah. of that singer. Let let me bring it up because she's, she's another web person. Again, I, I, think, I think it is a good habit, which will also just help us out in the long run, feel better about ourselves and maybe... You fact-checking. Know, well, fact-checking, but also anytime that we can promote somebody, especially somebody who's like add or Work not too far like. and also add or not too far above our level it's only good <laughs> we all got to help each other out man yeah rising tide lifts all
1: boats people
0: molly lewis molly lewis that's who it is she's awesome mm-hmm. i first found out about her i think Desert a Bruce. year ago yeah, Desert Bus, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I Which, remember you mentioning
1: it, because I think that's when I sh- when you showed it to me. Was and you know, the I'm, bus I'm a stuff.
0: touch I'm a touch involved with something for the big, you what, know, what ten their, year, the decade anniversary of Desert what Bus is their, this year, next month. So what is their official name?
1: Because because Loading, Ready, Run, Run is a sub part of their brand. Oh, what is their Loading,
0: Ready, Run is their troop name. Their company name, I believe, is officially b- Bionic Trousers. Okay. Yeah. Um so I thought
1: that was just a recurring piece. I didn't realize that was their, what was their name, Bionic Trousers. I didn't
0: I think it's like Bionic Trousers Inc or Bionic Trousers LLC, LLC something. something like that. Yeah. Um but uh or LLP. Anyways though, They're if you don't phone. know about Loading Ready Run and Desert Bus, Desert Bus for Hope is a really great <laughs> fundraiser that uh raises money for the charity Child's Play. They're entering their 10th year this year. Um, I previously when, did, when does it happen? It, it always happens around the time of American Thanksgiving, which I clarify because they are Canadian and right. they intentionally target American Thanksgiving because the majority of their audience is American, is American, which is actually true for all Canadian enterprises yeah. in entertainment. <laughs> um, but that's we're gonna have our own Thanksgiving, eh? That's just because Canada has the same population as I think California. You know, so mm-hmm. it's like there's a lot more people in the U.S. Something about not being all ice, you know, above like a certain point. Although I like, hear only good things about Vancouver. I really want to visit Vancouver. Yeah, I only passed through Victoria. Vancouver. You have no excuse. Like that. I would don't be... have a car in Seattle. No, well, no, 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 no. That's no, no, no. my excuse. No, no. <laughs> Your upbringing has no excuse. And here's what I mean when I lived in Buffalo, we went to Toronto like a few times for field trips and stuff dude being uh how many people in your family four yeah it's it's harder with five fair but i'm more <laughs> blaming your school not not your family school like we had field trips oh yeah we i mean i did victoria okay fair enough victoria's good vancouver I mean, it island Close Fun. enough
1: it, it was part of the marching band and we were marching in some victoria day parade and i'm like didn't we fight a war to not march in these
0: parades kind of kind of so that is zero days since a new podcast the first episode or my favorite podcast
1: or my favorite podcast so what other topics can we look forward to in the future
0: um well we've got a few in development about 20 of them have something to do with dc or marvel comics and about 10 of those have something to do with only with the DC Animated Universe, a.k.a. the Timverse, a.k.a. Paul dini And, oh, I just thought of another good one for Canceled Too Soon, which is another potential so, episode uh, of ours. Right. Young Justice. Oh, yeah, I started watching that. And it's really good. I I'd say finish it. Yeah. It's, it's the best DC Animated TV series that's been made since the end of the DCAU. But we also have Star Wars discussions. We have Star Wars discussions planned. We have Star Trek discussions planned. Some guests
1: to talk about, to come in on those. We have
0: several random awesome people that we want to come in. We might be talking about Mad Max. Uh, We should see what Brian's up to as well. We should see what Brian's up to as well. He's not that far from here.
1: No. He might want to talk about something. I know he and I can
0: talk about Fleetwood Mac done (laughs) because i i really do not have an in-depth fleetwood mac knowledge which i think would be great we've reached the end it's been a long day it's been a long day i guarantee you we've cut out (laughs) 40 to 50 percent of what you're hearing because we thank us for that yes thank us for that and we thank you for listening also we
1: you know the more we do this the better we'll get at it maybe in theory Mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't heard of people getting worse at it as they go
0: along. In theory. In theory. In theory. But thank you for listening. Thanks for sticking with us. I'm... All right. You won't... Me first or you first?
1: So who are you?
0: Yeah. I'm Eric Totorapatu. <laughs> you can find me online at etotorapatu on social media. That's E-T-O-R-T-O-R-A-P-A-T-O and you can also find me at itatorapatu.com or by searching for my new webcomic extra existence that's x-t-r-a existence no spaces on facebook that's who
1: i am for now who are you i'm george westberg you can find me uh on social media and various places at at george westberg that's G E O R G E W E S T B E R G
0: I think that we're going to struggle less with your name than mine. Yes. Um. <laughs> but, but there are a couple of different spellings of Berg. Let's that be fair. is true. Um, one means mountain, the other means city. So right.
1: we're going with the mountain one for me we
0: really shouldn't go off on tangents during our end promo tags but go on so (laughs) we know who you are what else can we
1: find about you i mean you you can find me on youtube yeah i have a animated web series that eric helped me with uh, designs for called uh, the adventures of ben and sarah which is also on youtube And on Instagram. And do you have anything coming up? And we also started a web series called Everyday Snape, which Which... is about uh, Snape, Professor Snape from the Harry Potter series, doing everyday things. Uh, So we just did one and going to start filming, hopefully, another one next weekend.
0: And uh, we'll probably do some stuff on Harry Potter, too future episodes yeah, yeah. Um, fantastic we probably, beasts
1: well we could we could bring an alley for that one
0: sure so we she can knows, probably bring in like 85 she actually, people we
1: know because well, yeah well she actually read all the books i have i've i only i stopped after four
0: andrew's uh sister jesse canazara just started a new show puffs which i think is uh, around 42nd street it's it's about a uh, tangential storyline about a bunch of hufflepuffs just, get
1: screwed over because they're not. In the no,
0: books. they 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 don't get screwed over. They're just like watching the books happen, but from their perspective, as you know the I guess the Stoner House, um, as as they have been declared over time. It's like one of those houses
1: watching the Montagues and Capulets fight and be like, what the, what's going on over there?
0: Yep. <laughs> they apparently have a tough time when Cedric Diggory goes through his unpleasantness. This is zero days since. You will hopefully very soon be able to find us on uh, iTunes and on an RSS feed. Us? Some people put up their podcasts just on their own independent site. Like Double SoundCloud? Toasted does. yeah. It's SoundCloud. You'll, you'll almost certainly be able to find us on both iTunes and SoundCloud.
1: Between the two, you'll be able to find
0: it. Yeah. And... Um, <clears throat> We promise to try and hone this to be as good a thing as possible. And we hope that at least this attempt, which we're calling our first attempt for the episode that shall not be named unless we make it past 10 episodes and then we might edit together and name it. Or by
1: popular request.
0: Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Ciao. Bye. Deus.